Hey there, Patriots. We are so excited today. We're going to share something amazing with you guys. All this wonderful team, Melly, my sister, Debbie, Tess is here, Christy and Tammy are here. Thank you so much, girls, for joining. We miss Colleen, but hopefully she'll be back with us next time. Okay, you guys, today... I want you to get ready, get your, get your book, get your book and <laughs> times and a thousand years of peace, get chapter five, get ready. Cause this one is the big kahuna. This is the one that the enemy has used from Daniel chapter nine, verse 27, used one silly verse to get us all upset about end times. Okay. So this is what we're going to go over today. It's going to be the 70 weeks. And if you guys have known, if you've read the book and you've listened to the book and you watched my videos, you've probably heard about it, but we're going to go through this, this study guide that I've been creating in Jesus day. I'm going to help the, get this all straightened out and make it easy for everyone. But we're going to talk about the 70 weeks prophecy. A lot of this is very uh, different from what we have always heard. And some of these concepts are different, such as the, the festival of weeks. But we're going to do this, right, girls? Right. <laughs> yes. we got, we're going to make it simple. Okay, let's, let's get started. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and share the screen right here. And I lost you girls. Oh, let's see. Maybe I need to go back. Did you guys see that? No. I think okay. I need, I had to push the, the button that says show the screen. Don't have to retrain me every time. Okay. All right. Now, now, can you see the screen? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm going to make it a little bit bigger. Okay. So we're not uh, going to spend a whole lot of time at the beginning, but um, here, but just to make sure that everyone understands where we're going. First of all, they told us it was going to be a cataclysmic nuclear holocaust on the whole wide world. So yeah, I would say that that would scare a lot of people. <laughs> that would flip a lot of people out. <laughs> The scholars, the Hollywood, they've just about convinced us that we're going into a Holocaust nuclear destruction. That is the cabal's plan, no doubt, no doubt. But um, but why might they want us to believe that there's going to be a nuclear holocaust? What do you think, girls? Keep fear. us living in fear. Yes. Dread. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Just to sit on our hands, too, and, yeah. and just wait to be rescued. Yes, Yes. It also feeds right into the uh, rapture theory. If we yeah. don't have to deal with that, we won't be in the fight to um, all of that. All of that. It's exactly right. Exactly. I agree with you on everything you just said. Exactly. Um, they just want us to be checked out of the battle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I really, yeah, I really agree with that. So can you give me a, give me a verse, somebody uh, about a, a verse. So we know that the Lord is not going to destroy the world with a nuclear holocaust. Right. Not going to allow it. Yeah. Give me well, your I, kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Shout out another one. What about Deuteronomy 31? This is be strong and of, of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid for the Lord, thy God will go with you and he will not fail you nor forsake you. I mean, Amen. He, he, he's, he's there for us. And uh, Amen. He, he Amen. doesn't want us to be afraid. Yes. Absolutely. I like I like Luke two fourteen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. There you go. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I have Second Samuel twenty two thirty one, which is also repeated in Psalms eighteen thirty two. That says God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises prove true. 
He is Amen. a shield for all who look for him. For protection. Amen. Amen. That's exactly right. That's awesome. Right. And I, I, I just what Tammy said at the beginning, his will is going to be done on earth, on earth. as on it is earth. in heaven. This is what we prayed about a million times. <laughs> all of humanity has prayed that a million times. And it's because it's, it's going to, he was trying to seed our thoughts on what our future is. And uh, they tried to un unseed it. They tried to seed it with bad seed. All right. The seven year period everyone refers to is from Daniel chapter nine. You might not know about that, but if you've ever heard about the seven year, uh, seven years of tribulation, it comes from Daniel chapter nine. Okay. And so that's what we're going to, we're going to uh, talk about, but, First, starting in Daniel 9, 24, there were so many promise, uh, promises the Lord gave to us in Daniel 9, 24. And I thought I had it on here. Let me do, let me do something real quick. I'm going to pull up BibleGateway.com because I, I want to make sure that I have the scripture right here. Now, before we go on, I want to make sure that you guys know, go, normally I tell everyone to go to the NLT version because it's so, it's just the, it's the modern day vernacular. Okay. But in this particular case, I want you to go to the King James, and I know it's got these, and I know it's got thous, but for this very purpose, let's go with the King James, and I'll show you when we get to it why. They they twisted up some words to make it very confusing and to, and really, to be honest, to be deceptive. And so you don't know that until you try to start to <laughs> untangle these knots. Okay, so we're going to go to Daniel chapter 9. I'm going to look at the promises in verse uh, 24. Okay. So, um, okay. Tess, would you read that past that right there, that verse 24? Is it, oh, it's still a bit small. Let me make it a little bit bigger. Well, now I made it really bigger. Okay. Can you, can you see it? <laughs> oh, verse 24. Let's see. Move this over a little so I can see it. Okay. 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgressions and to make an end of sins and to make reconciliation for our iniquity and to bring everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. So he's promised that this is going to happen. Seven, and he says it's going to be 70 weeks. Okay, 70 weeks, weeks, which doesn't sound like that terribly long of a time. We're going to talk about what that really actually means biblically. So all these promises to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness and to seal up vision and prophecy, to anoint the most holy. Some of these are, I mean, these are not, have not been fulfilled. Actually, I'm not going to go into it, but I believe the, the whole, most holy has been anointed, but that's a whole nother story. I'm uh, not going <laughs> to go into it, but if you read the book and you'll find out what I'm talking about. If, for those of you who haven't gotten the book, go on Amazon. The one we're doing is uh, right now is end times and a thousand years of peace. And you can also listen to it on freedomforce.live. You can listen to the audio book. Okay. So he has promised these things would happen. Basically, Put it in a nutshell that the world would not be destroyed by the evil ones. They've been doing all this mayhem. They've been causing all this transgression and iniquity and sin and stopping in the righteousness, stopping the courts from doing justice, stopping all this good stuff. And the Lord says, we're going to get, we're not, I'm not going to let this, this go on. I'm going to put an end to all that. Go ahead, Deb. Well, uh, and I love the fact that he's saying 70 weeks. He's giving us a time frame. He, this is a promise that he's I love that. He's limiting yeah. this time and it's going to happen when he says it's going to happen. 
Exactly. Whether we understand it or not. Exactly. <laughs> he understands the good news is he understands it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very good point. I like that. All right. So it says 70 weeks the Lord has required to fulfill all those promises. Okay. So we're not going to go into really more detail on that, but some of these things were most of these things we're still waiting on. Okay. Then again, I'm going to make it a little bit bigger. All right. So 70 weeks would normally be how many days? 490. 490 days, right? So clearly it's not talking about typical seven day weeks. So where would we find the meaning of biblical weeks? Well, in the Bible, (laughs) in the Bible, right? And so that's what we really haven't so much done. But Leviticus 23 helps us to understand what these weeks are talking about. Okay. So Christy, read to us uh, that, that passage of number, number five from Leviticus 23. Yeah. From the day after the Sabbath, the day you bring the bundle of grain to be lifted up as a special offering, count off seven full weeks. Keep counting until the day after the seventh Sabbath, 50 days later, then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. Yes. Which we've been doing. Who's been part of our celebrating the counting of the Omer, right? Mm -hmm. You see behind me, and I had never done this. And if you've been in the, I don't think there's hardly any Christian churches that have said to keep the festival of weeks. We might just kind of hear a little bit about Passover, but, you know, but we would, we just didn't keep the festivals and the Lord. And I just, I should have brought this up. The Lord said to bring, and you know what, I'm going to do this real quick. I always, you know, get off the. This, this is not, this is really on, on task though. Leviticus 23, it talks about keeping these perpetually. That means always. And it's not just for, uh, it's not just for what Jewish we consider people. Jews. Mm-hmm. It's for believers in God. Cause the whole Bible, if someone says, oh, well, that's for old Testament, the whole Bible is for us mm-hmm. and the promises are for us. Right. And it says concerning the feasts. Uh, these are my feasts. Um, da, da, da. It says, where does it say? Y'all, do y'all, do y'all see it? where it says the, to keep them perpetually. There's a place where it says to keep them perpetually. Do no work. Okay, convocations. These are my feasts. Concerning the feasts. There's a place. And I'm, I'm not going to find it that quickly, but somewhere. <laughs> maybe someone can look it up and it can find it for me while we continue on. But bottom line, he says to keep these perpetually t- year after year after year. And if we had... I think that we would have been able to piece this together quicker. Okay. But either way, we, here we are. <laughs> so that's, it, it doesn't matter. So what, what do we think of you guys when it talks about this festival, uh, when you bring the, the, the grain, we haven't really done that where you bring grain, but now we are because every Easter we start counting one Omer, and then the next day, this, this is the first week, the second Omer, and the, you know, we continue on for 49 days. So it's a big, long chunk of time in your year that you're counting the Omer. The Lord didn't want us to, to miss this. It wasn't just a one-day festival. It's basically a 49-day festival, and the 50th day is uh, Pentecost. So let's um, let's go through that, how, how it actually works in the, in the what we think of in the Christian uh uh, understanding every year the lord commanded us to celebrate the spring harvest by counting the omer the omer mm-hmm. right and i saw it as 
Omer, <laughs> but it's not Omer, it's Omer, exactly. And so he says, we're, we're to count one per day for seven days, uh, seven weeks, which is 49 days. And then the last, the 50th day is the, is the day of Pentecost. It's a big, big deal because the Lord had them stay for the Pentecost blessing. We're st- we start counting on Easter, but what is that called in the Old Testament? Leviticus 23, 11. Feast of first fruits. The feast of first fruits. First exactly. Fruit. So the and think the remember the way to remember it is to go. Okay, this is the first fruit. We're counting that first fruit. The Omer is our first fruit. The first day, and you count for forty nine days, and then till the fiftieth day is the is the Pentecost. Okay. And Jesus was our first fruit of resurrection, Amen. and we will join him at some point. Amen. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for bringing that that up. That's such a, a great point. He is our. He is the first fruits. He's the, and uh, he is the first one to receive, the incorruptible body. Right. Yes. And so yeah. So the, he and they, and and that's a great way to remember it. And he's the first fruits because he 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 was resurrected on Easter. Of course, that makes perfectly good sense. We add an Omer bundle, a grain to the bundle every day, and that period that seven week period is called the festival of weeks weeks Weeks. thank you the festival of weeks okay everybody listening write that down right you know put a postage sticker on your head or somewhere you can remember (laughs) (laughs) because this is not you know if we'd really that's really clues us into what this 70 weeks is talking about okay because it's not seven day weeks okay It's, it's a it's a it's the it's the week says in the God's word, the festival of weeks, also known as the counting of the Omer, oh, right? Yeah. The 50th day, the 50th day is called Pentecost. Pentecost. Thank Pentecost. you. Pentecost, because that was the day when, of course, the Lord Jesus told us, told the disciples to stay in, in Jerusalem to receive this blessing. And Penta is 50. Yes. Five. Thank you. Pentecost. Yes. Pentecost. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. And so. He sent, uh, this is a huge blessing. He sent the Holy Spirit. So they were supposed to wait for this blessing. Mm. And it's a huge blessing. So this is, this is a, the Jubilee blessing. Mm. And really the Jew, we see the part, the, the, a huge part of the fulfillment of this because the world has been blessed by the people of God being filled with his spirit so they could go and fulfill this job. Mm. And really we're seeing it right now. And, and all of humanity is, awakening this is the fulfillment of the jubilee hey. because of because of the people awakening right of course we're still waiting on the gold <laughs> we want the gold too <laughs> but, but what good is gold if you don't have his spirit right all right. all right so number 10 after every 50 years the 50th day the 50 years okay do this every 50 years the 50th day is called jubilee 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 and this is biblical that every 50 years, they were like, yay, this year, we're going to have this a great, amazing celebration, right? Think right. of it like a golden anniversary that they would have this every year, uh, every, on the, every, the 50th year. So really, if you live to be a hundred and some in a hundred, you'd probably, you'd only see this maybe once or maybe twice if you were <laughs> miraculously, if you could potentially see it twice, but most right. people only see this one time. Right. What? happens during jubilee leviticus 25 says that you proclaim liberty and you have a holy festival yes yes and what what how does that um 
it's more than a party though. So what is, what happens with all, the people? All debts are canceled. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Let's rejoice Yay. on that one for a minute. How about that? Can you Captive imagine wiped out debt? Can you imagine someone going into your credit card saying stamped, paid, um, canceled? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise <laughs> the Lord. Right? That's it's really. possessions are returned. Yes. That there is no oppression. No oppression. And the captives are freed. Yes. And the debts are paid. Yes. Yes. The and the land rests. Yes. The land. <laughs> and the land is really supposed to rest every seven years. Yeah. It's supposed to rest every seven years. But the, this is where. Everybody gets their land. That would happen also, but they would have their land back. Back. And the way that it worked was when you were parceled out land for your, for the, let's Mm -hmm. say the the tribe of of Manasseh or the tribe of of Judah or two of, you did not actually sell that land. You leased it. And then at the end, you would get that land back. So think of it more of a lease rather than of a selling. Okay. They wouldn't sell the land. And the and the Bible says the Lord said that the land belonged to him, that we right. only borrowed it. That's a that good point. For yeah. use. But that, that he the land yeah. belongs to him. And that he that he wants to he wants us to all be financially secure. He and because if you basically what does Klaus Schwab say? You know, you will own nothing, you'll and you'll be happy. Right. Um, uh, Right. And so, but the Lord has a different plan. He wants us to be landowners. He wants us to have own and, and be, you know, not be slaves basically. You know, I had a friend, well, a girl that I went to high school with, she follows me on Facebook. She sent me a message this week and she's really struggling financially. And she asked me if I would pray for her. And I was like, well, of course, you know, do you have anything specific? And she's like, well, you know, I'm struggling financially, but I've always been taught that you're not supposed to ask God to help you with that. And I was like, why would you think God is not concerned about that? God wants his children to live prosperly. He wants us to live whole and full with all his blessings. That's just the way how people have been taught. You know, it's like, oh, no, you're not supposed to ask God to help you financially or help help you with money, you know, and it's so wrong. Right, right. There's so much misinformation in in the church, unfortunately. Um, yeah. and, and of course, the 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 most important thing is is you be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews is that eleven whatever. Bottom line, we our our, our biggest joy is having him, the wealth of his presence right. and, and the, the contentment with godliness is great gain, as the Bible says. But but, you know, he knows that we've got to have food in the belly and a roof yeah. over the head. And and he doesn't he did with Jubilee. The point with Jubilee is exactly what you're saying. Does he does not want us to be in this continual for this financial difficulties? And even let's yeah. just say You've got you've gotten yourself in a in a financial situation, whatever, for whatever reason, you're in a financial tangle. You would know Jubilee's coming when my yeah. debts will be canceled. And, and you know, and maybe start a, over, try again. Right, exactly. <laughs> but it would not be just forever. Right. Perpetual, right? So uh, so this is what the Lord commanded to happen every 50 years. So imagine if all of humanity 
I mean, like right now, basically humanity is up to its eyeballs in debt. And this is uh, this is intentional, of course. Okay. So has the has it Jubilee been kept? No, no. That's why. The Lord would did not, it, that's not what was not his intention. If Jubilee was kept during the 70 weeks, okay, this 70 weeks that we were talking about, he said that, that this would happen, uh, the, the promise would be fulfilled. Who fulfilled the Jubilee? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. Nehemiah did. Right. Nehemiah did. Let me let's go ahead and, and read a little bit of that one too. All right, let's go. This that's Nehemiah five, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah. Nehemiah had a unique position because of his ability, I mean, as being the cupbearer for the king, and he was in a unique position. He had a letter, you know, that gave him the rights to get all those supplies and things. And yeah. Um yep. he, he and, and then the people made him governor. So he, I mean um th- they appreciated his leadership and uh-huh. he had a unique position mm-hmm. yep 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 exactly exactly so it, it's a it's really a um yeah we didn't really talk about nehemiah the only time i would ever hear a, a sermon on nehemiah is when they're like talking about the the building fund <laughs> to, to 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 get people to, to <laughs> They cough up some money for the building fund. Right? Sorry, but that's that's the case. All right. So here in Nehemiah chapter five, verse four, Tammy, would you read that one right there? Well, start start with verse, actually start with verse one. About this time, some of the men and their wives raised a city, a cry, (laughs) a protest against their fellow Jews. They were saying, we have such large families. We need more food to survive. Others said, we have mortgaged our fields, vineyards, and homes to get food during the famine. And others said, we have had to borrow money on our fields and vineyards to pay our taxes. We belong to the same family as those who are wealthy, and our children are just like theirs. Yet we must sell our children into slavery just to get enough money to live. We have already sold some of our daughters, and we are helpless to do anything about it, for our fields and vineyards are already mortgaged to others. When I heard their complaints, I was very angry. After thinking it over, I spoke out against these nobles and officials. I told them, you are hurting your own relatives by charging interest when they borrow money. Then I called a public meeting to deal with the problem. At the meeting, I said to them, we are doing all we can to redeem our Jewish relatives who have had to sell themselves to pagan foreigners, but you are selling them back into slavery again. How often must we redeem them? And they had nothing to say in their defense. Keep going. Then I pressed further. What you are doing is not right. Should you not walk in fear of our Lord in order to avoid being mocked by enemy nations? I myself, as well as my brothers and my workers, have been lending the people money and grain. But now let us stop this business of charging interest. You must restore their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and homes to them this very day. And repay the interest you charge when you lent the money, grain, new wine, and olive oil. They replied, we will give back everything and demand nothing more from the people. We will do as you say. Then I called the priests and made the nobles and officials swear to do what they had promised. Thank you. That's terrific. So there you go. That's Jubilee. We will uh, restore the fields, the vineyards, the olive groves, and the homes this very day. And I will pay the it that will pay the interest you charge when you lent them money and grain. Pay them back 
the interest that they were charged. And that's what we're waiting on, on Jubilee, Gasara, whatever you want to call it, that all this fraudulent tax money, the fraudulent interest that we've paid is going to come back to us. And so, and, and they don't, <laughs> clearly the ones who took it don't want to give it back. And they've not, you know, this is how they've been playing, running this game on us for all these years. Okay. So yes, that was, that's, that's how Nehemiah did it. Okay. So that he was the one person, one leader that kept the Jubilee. Thank you, Lord, for, for Nehemiah, how he showed us some, somebody actually would. It's just like these politicians, you go up and they're like, you want them to reduce the taxes and all that. And they, and they, it never happens, you know, and they just find another way to scam us. So, but for the rest of the, that was for the, so as, as a week in, in the biblical term is the seven years. So one of the seven years, it was done, but one of the jubilees was kept, but the other jubilees for the, to making up the rest of the 70 weeks, 63 more weeks rather was not kept. They wouldn't keep it for year after year. Oh, we got to pay for the roads. Oh, we've got to do this. I mean, I'll come, I'll, you know, how many cockamamie excuses do we have to hear? So mm-hmm. what happens to humanity? They just get worse, financially worse and worse where they're just like it says here's having to sell your children into slavery and and no hope just no hope of having anything but just enough to scratch eke out a living scratch out a living hopefully just have enough food to put in your mouth and a roof over your head just just barely that's what they want to keep us at is this this uh you know just barely eking uh out a living okay so that's verse that's number 16 so now we go on to what the weeks are in Daniel, and I've already basically said it, is that seven-year period, that week is a jubilee. It's a jubilee. Every And every seven years, they would have a vacation, right? Every seven years. But when you would have this seven, this seven weeks of years, okay, seven, seven, seven times seven, even when, even in Vegas, they have the slot machine, seven, seven, seven. It's like, well, you're in the money, right? <laughs> if you don't, can't remember anything else I've said, think of the seven, seven, seven as the jackpot, right? So they've had every seven years, the land was supposed to rest and everyone, and everyone was supposed to take a vacation. But the 50th year is the Jubilee, the seven periods of seven, which is a, is a biblical week. It's a Jubilee. Okay. All right, so then we, let's do some simple math. Let's go to, actually, this is Daniel chapter 9, mm-hmm. verse, let me go back mm-hmm. to this one, Daniel chapter 9, verse 25. I'm going to make it a little bit bigger. Okay, let's read this one. Deb, can you read that one for me? Yes, know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to rebuild Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall even in troublous times. Very good. Thank you. So there's a commandment to go and restore and rebuild Jerusalem. Who got that commandment? Was Nehemiah. Uh-huh. He went and did this. If you read the whole book of Nehemiah, they're building the walls and, you know, all this time, the street will be built and the wall. Okay. So that'll be seven weeks, seven, 
uh, when you think of weeks, think of seven years, seven, seven years. I know it's different. It, I know it's 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 a different different concept, but when you think of weeks, obviously don't think of seven days, think of seven years. Okay. Instead of seven days, think of seven years. Hopefully that'll help. Seven periods of seven years. So basically a jubilee. I, I, someone who keeps the festival of weeks would know this as a jubilee. Okay. We just it's just foreign to us because we haven't we haven't learned this concept. It has not been commonplace in the church, right? All right. So you have the seven that Nehemiah did because we know he actually kept the Jubilee, but then these three score and two weeks. So three score is how many girls? 60. Right. So a score, a, a score is 20. So three score is 60 and two is 62. Okay. So you at, but anyway, it's 62 weeks. So it's like, why is it not 63? Why is that? It's kind of weird, right? So you'd think, okay, 63 plus seven is 70. Okay, why is it 63? Because he's trying to make us think what happened. Okay, so you've got the seven weeks and the 62 weeks is 69 weeks. All right, so so something happened that kept that 70th week from happening. Okay, so let's go back to um, Daniel chapter nine and we'll read... Um, We'll read this one, Christy. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war, desolations are determined. Awesome. Thank you. So. So tell us what we what happened at Messiah should be cut off after what does that mean? What is that talking about? Jesus was killed. Yeah. Jesus was was crucified. Right. right. And of course, and yeah, but not for himself, of course. Right. Not for his own sins. It was right. telling us, foretelling this in many places in the Old Testament. Here's one of them that the Messiah would be cut off. But mm. I think he was cut off from fulfilling jubilee oh i think that he they knew that he was when he came in he was going to you know he's making the blind to see and the lame to walk he's he multiplying the fish and the loaves he's going to give everybody back everything that was stolen from them and they can't have let that happen right well you know they were longing for someone to institute jubilee they were well versed in understanding of that weeks and they wanted someone to come in and, and have enough power like Nehemiah had to do it. And and righteousness. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I do I spoiler alert, <laughs> I'll tell you now, I think that's what the, this is happening. We're we're getting into this this last week. But anyway, because there's, there's there's one week missing. Everybody, mm -hmm. every prophecy, every prop uh, person who talked about prophecy has said there's a seven year period. They make us out to think, oh, it's going to be the nuclear holocaust on the world. No, it's going to be the restoration for the world. It's going to be Armageddon on them, right? right. End times, that's the whole reason. End times for the bad guys and a thousand years of peace for us, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, so then it says the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city. Like this is, this is kind of confusing, because they've, they've taught us wrong, but the people of the prince of darkness, 
Hmm. Shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. We know that the enemy destroyed, they destroyed um, the temple and all of Jerusalem. They they pushed the temple uh, off in off the sides, and it hasn't been back. They've never had it built back, right? So that's what he was foretelling. He also foretold this that our Lord Jesus foretold this in Matthew twenty four. Says all these buildings, there won't be one stone left on another, right? He told us that. Mm-hmm. And the end thereof shall be with a flood, a flood of evil. They've been able to take over and do all kinds of evil, and unto the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Armageddon on earth. Right. And we have had a lot of desolations. No, I mean, anyone who doesn't think we have is not been paying attention. <laughs> right. Right. It's just, it's what's going on in Gaza is so evil. Right. Oh. It's what's going on, you know, Venezuela, what's been going on in China. The trafficking, the organ harvesting. I mean, if anyone thinks there hasn't been desolations, they are not paying attention. Paying attention. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So we, that's what it says, but it just still says 62 weeks. They cut him off, as it says here, they cut him off before he could fulfill this 70 weeks. They did not want him to fulfill the 70 weeks. They knew it was, it was, it was coming up. All right, so let's go back to that. So that we're missing that one week, which is a seven-year period. And so we talked about here, you know, why did he separate it out? Because there was one, like, this is my chart that I have in the book. When Nehemiah had the seven years, here's the first one, the edict marker, the seven weeks, the seven seven-year periods. Nehemiah kept the Jubilee and all these other ones, no Jubilee, no Jubilee, no Jubilee, no Jubilee, no Jubilee. And right when it was going to be the 70, 63 more weeks to total the 70, they cut him off mm-hmm. in the 60, 62nd week. All right. So we, we talked about what, what Nehemiah did for the people um, with the unfaithful leaders did not do this. Okay. So now I've read this. Let's now read. We read verse 26, the, the, the true way, right? What we just read. Now let's read the big kahuna, the big daddy of them all, the, the verse, because it'll all make sense now, too. It's, it's coming together. Verse 27. All right. Who wants to do that? Tess, you want to do that one? Sure. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. For the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even until the consumption and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. Very good. Thank you. So he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. So let's go back right up here. What, what covenant is it talking about here? What we just read at the beginning of this promise Debbie was talking about. He says 70 weeks promise that are determined to fulfill all of this. Right here in, in, in verse 24, 70 weeks, he's promised that this will get, he'll, that he will do all these things. And it looks like, well, he was cut off. How can he fulfill it? Because he was, he died, right? And he, you know, he went to the cross. Of course, we know that he rose again and he ascended and is at the right hand of the father. He shall confirm that covenant. He'll say, I didn't forget. I didn't change my mind. I didn't, you know, it's, I'm going to fulfill this covenant. As Habakkuk 2 says, though it tarry, wait for it. It will surely come and it will not be delayed. 
So what do y'all think? If, if he had fulfilled the covenant just for the people in Jerusalem, what would have been the potential problem with that? I know that's not one of the questions on my thing, but have you thought about, you know, what would, how, what good would that have done? Would have been temporary. What we need is a worldwide, right. uh, uh, for, uh, for global, uh, for yes. every. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. I have people who, uh, uh, family members that are not of this fold. Um, we've got to do this for the whole world. Go into right. all the world and preach the gospel. Yes, to bring them into the in, in, to to know uh, to know me, and also to where they, we can have worldwide jubilee. And it's this is why we spend all this time. We're waiting on the fulfillment. So they say. They say, let me go back to this. Go back to our cute little board here. They say. They say, okay, I'll just fast forward to this portion. They, who do they say will confirm the covenant for one week with many for one week? They think it's the Antichrist. Antichrist. Right. But they change a word in here. Watch how they do it. Y'all remember what the word is that they changed in this verse? They make it, they say they, he's going to make a peace treaty. Hmm. That really changes it dramatically, doesn't it? Mm. If yeah. you, that's why I was saying, remember at the beginning, I said, okay, we're not going to read. In this case, we're not going to read the NLC. We're going to read the King James mm -hmm. because the covenant, confirm the covenant makes you go, this is the covenant promise because we know that Satan never, the Antichrist is not going to keep any covenant. Mm -mm. Satan doesn't keep a promise. Hello except to destroy us, whatever. So he'll keep the covenant promise with many. It's not about making a treaty. So if you, I really think of all, they didn't change the Bible up that much in most places, but here's one of the big daddy ones that they did. I think this is a very, this was intentionally to confuse and to, and to just uh, deceive. And they've done a good job of it. Yeah. And then to pummel it, pummel it, pummel it through the Hollywood, through the church. Right. So, so they're saying he's going to come. He's going to come. He's going to have a peace treaty and he's going to go and sit in the temple. Mm -mm. And they're like, okay, then what happens? You know, okay. He's sitting there and right. But to, I guess basically to rule the world because that's what they want. Right. They yeah, want, yeah. they want to be able to, to have where everybody has to just bow down to them. New world. The, their order. New world. Order. Say it again, Tess. New the world new world order. order. Yeah. Yeah. And bow down. control the whole world. Right. So, but who is the one who confirms the covenant? Christ does. Amen. Right. He's going to, he's going to keep that promise. Mm -hmm. Just like he went to the cross. He rose again. He says, I'm going to fulfill this promise. I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what we're seeing in my strong opinion, and you guys know I'm opinionated, <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that, that what we're seeing with our eyes, we have eyes to see the people awakening. And understand piecing this together. This is the full, we're seeing the fulfillment of this promise. Yes. He's confirming the covenant before our very eyes. Yep. That the world is awakening. We were as good as gone as, as Ezekiel, you know, with the dead dry bones, you know, we were, yep. it was hopeless. We were done. And the mm -hmm. Lord confirmed that covenant. They don't want this verse. They don't want people to know this verse that the Lord keeps his word and his promise. No way. All right. So verse 
the next part of the part of the verse, section B, what sacrifice us. Uh, okay, let me go back. Let me go back up. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. What is the sacrifice and oblation that they say is going to be ceased? Is that where they're saying we won't be able to worship God or eat or or buy and sell or uh, that we're just right. going to be destroyed? Right. Is that what they mean? Right. Yeah. Where they're trying to say, well, you know, they can, they can, they said, oh, well, you won't have, you won't have church. Church will be illegal. Christians will be killed. Right. right. And I, I know modern. that's what they want. Was well, that, I, was there... I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I feel like that uh, COVID was the precursor. I think so too. Yeah. That's a great point. So shut down all of the churches and all of the. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's a very good point. And they wanted to see how well we would obey. Yeah. Right. Them. Right. Because they, they deemed the churches non-essential. Right. Because well, and, and the churches and, and the people in the churches obeyed. They were right. being right. non-essential. That's a very good point. You know, and my again, husband always and, says when when he knew it was all a scam, when all the big box stores could stay open and everything else had to close down. Uh-huh. We knew uh-huh. right then, okay, this is a scam. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good point. Very well, good point. and also the the people in the churches, that's another way of them sitting on their hands. They're like, well, mm-hmm. we can't do anything. We just put our face diaper on and suck our <laughs> I mean, it's irritating. Right, anyway. right, right. And so that's, we know that that is their, that was their plan to, and to make it illegal to be a Christian, which we already hear also where they're saying, oh, well, you know, if you say anything about, you know, I'm not even going to talk about it, but you're, you're on the outs, you know, you're, you just anything where you hold it up God's word, then you are enemy number one. But what is the true interpretation? What is the real ending of the sacrifice and oblation in the middle of the child trafficking? The Luciferian rituals will be over. The satanic sacrifices will be done. Amen. Amen. That's I I think that I that that's what it's talking about. Could they let that truth come out? <laughs> no. That's what all the that's what the oppression is on the Twitter and, and all of the YouTubes and all that's what they've been doing all along. They've been censoring. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Not they to, don't not want the they don't want the great point. They don't the want truth. that truth. Mm-mm. Not they don't the want true that misinformation or disinformation. The truth is what they censor and call it disinformation. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. It's opposite. <laughs> Everything's That's opposite. opposite. What's good right. is bad. What's bad is good. Right. <laughs> and so, but they never could. You know, but what I heard in church, and maybe you guys can tell me if this is what you heard too, is that, oh, the Baal worship was something that they did long ago, way back in the day. Yeah. That's, that was stopped. I thought it was stopped. Is that what yeah. y'all heard too? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I knew there was, you know, satanic, you know, people who worship yeah. Satan, but yeah. you didn't think that they were actually doing these yeah. rituals still today. And you didn't think it was the people who run the government. Right. And all the, right. the highest muckety mucks in the world. And so, yeah. And so I the, think that the awakening where people are finally realizing who really is involved in that is huge. Right, exactly. 
Yeah. And that's what these, these kids on TikTok and, and uh, Instagram are, are figuring out. They're like, yeah. they're, they're like, these people are the worst of the worst. So exactly. this is the, why they never wanted this to come out because they, they wanted people to think, oh, no one does that. You're crazy. You're a conspiracy theorist. If you think anyone would do such evils as that. Right. So that's why it, they they had to switch it up. They had to take this verse and switch it up and pummel it at us and say, oh, they're going to stop the worship of Christ. But that's not what the verse is about. It's saying he'll stop. He stop the he, the Lord, will confirm the covenant and he will stop all this evil sacrifices to Satan. OK, right. that's what it's talking about. And then the last portion and for the overspreading of abominations. He, which is Christ, shall make it desolate. So who's that talking about? Well, they are trying to make us believe it's us. However, it's going to be them. That's right. Exactly. It's going to be the new world order. And that's them. Thousand years peace for us. Thank you. If you don't get anything else we say, it's the good news for us and the bad news for them. Thank you. He's going to make them desolate. Praise the Lord. This is what they didn't want us to hear. They don't want anybody to think this, that they're going to be made desolate, even until the consummation. In other words, the end of the war and the end of Armageddon. And that determined punishment, That because I'm, I'm adding in that word right there, that determined punishment shall be poured upon the desolate. And they will they will be very, very sorry for what they've done to humanity. They will. Well, they don't want us to have hope. Because no. when when all the Christians think we're going to have to go through this, you know, nuclear holocaust, right? We have no hope. I mean, our exactly. hope is, oh well, we'll die. At least we'll get to go to heaven. Well, that that's not really what our hope needs to be Thank about. Thank you. Our hope exactly. Needs to be about living on Earth, prospering and yes. for Christ and jubilee. <laughs> jubilee. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And health. Yeah. As it says in God's word, you know, that we'll live as long as trees. Mm-hmm. They, they just didn't have you. Did you ever hear that verse in yeah. church ever? Never. Never. You know, and it's because it's so highly controlled, you know, and that's where we are the news. Now we are the news of God's word. Now we're going to like, right. Hey, look at the, what God's promised in his word. This is in your Bible, right? This is not something I'm making up. So that's the that's the truth of it. So let's let's read it one more time. I'm going to read it up here in, in the in the correct way. Verse 27. And he Christ shall confirm that 70 week covenant promise with many for one week for a seven year period. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the demonic sacrifice and oblation to cease. And for the worldwide overspreading of abominations on humanity, he Christ shall make the new world order desolate even until the consummation of Armageddon and that determined punishment shall be poured upon the desolate evildoers. Yes. That's the, the way that's the, that's the, uh, the decode of Daniel nine twenty seven. who likes Daniel nine twenty seven Now <laughs> a lot better. He will remove our, our, uh, our, the evildoers from us, we will not be able to find them. I love Amen. that when you say that. I love that, that verse. Yeah. I do too. I say it all the time because I'm so ready. Isn't that great? I don't know, so Ooh, I I'm that. so ready for the evildoers I to get know. what's coming to them. And he is, but he, what the, the hope is uh, that keeps us, uh, our, our hope alive is that we see him fulfilling this covenant promise. 
Yes. More and more awakening is just more proof that this he, he is doing this. We were we we didn't have we couldn't piece any of this together. And I okay, y'all will agree with me. I've said a lot of words. <laughs> I can't wake one person up though. All the talking in the world can't wake anyone up. We need the spirit of the Lord. Right. Right. Breathe on these slain. And that's what, okay. So the last quick thing we're going to do, and this is really just a little, little, uh, little lanyard, little, little, uh, little extra. He's going to fulfill this, but it says the seven year period. I wonder if it started when we saw the sign of the son of man, which is also called the woman in labor. If you're not familiar, you guys, I, it, I have the whole chapter on this in this book here the end times major clues from minor prophets. It's talking about the woman in labor. And this is the woman in labor. It says, I think 18 times talks about this woman in labor. And this was the sign. And right after this is when we started seeing people awakening. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this is, this is the, the heavenly clock for the seven years. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. So and I will say one other quick thing that makes you think that this is likely it is because in the middle of this seven years was when we saw the tunnels being cleaned out. Yes. Yeah. In the midst of the week. Remember that verse I was saying earlier, guys, this verse, um, in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease in the middle of this week, this, that we saw, remember how president Trump kept saying the tunnel, there's light at the end of the tunnels and they mm-hmm. had the, those big ship. What are those ships called? Those big mercy ships and comfort. Yes. They had those ships and they were cleaning out some things that were going on in New York and all that. Um, and there was one in California. And, you know, he kept saying that that's what's their power. That was the demonic power though. They were forced to feed the, these demons. It's, it's, it, it sounds crazy, but this is, it's what they do yeah. anyway. All right. So I wanted you to see that little tidbit and just giving us hope. Maybe, you know, that would be, well, I feel like, you know, especially like right now, what all is coming out just in the last two weeks, like yeah. what's trending on X, uh, Pizzagate, mm. exactly. um, things with Podesta and Clinton's and it's, you know, exactly. and I feel like now we, this is what truly will wake some of these people that are still asleep is when they finally see for a fact that that satanic ritual was going on and has been going on. Yeah. Right. And also seeing what's going on in Gaza. Oh yeah. You know, saying Israel for last. Life is important. You don't just kill people. You just don't devalue life. Exactly. Especially children. And I think that's what is really going to help the masses is because, you know, when, Adults die. It's sad, but we it doesn't affect us like it does when we find out innocent children right. have died. Right, right. This this guy that was just posted. He said Netanyahu's painting himself into a corner. So I think that this this is a huge wake up. Just look on, just search TikTok and Instagram for Gaza, and you'll see all these youth waking up. And they won't, like I said, they won't put a spot of Starbucks in their mouth. They're they're just, they're they're not in. Content, uh, content just to le- learn the truth. They are out to stop this evil cabal because their future has been so uh, damaged by these people. And because they feel like they can't own anything. 
right? But the Jubilee, if you're a young person watching this, you're a TikToker and you just woke up, know that the Jubilee is for you. And yes. we're going to have all the debts will be canceled. Everyone's going to own. You'll have plenty. You'll have everyone's going to a thousand years of peace for everyone and, and all the help and the wealth. We lost Tess. But um, anyway, I guess she'll be back in a second. Thing? Can I say one thing? Yes, Mel please. So John 10, 10, this, this verse reminds me of what, what, what we're talking about, that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come, it's talking about Jesus has already come to what? To give yeah, us life. life and life more abundantly. Amen. So that's what we're coming into, life and life more abundantly. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, yes. And, and new beginnings, a reboot, restart, jubilee. All yes. good things. All right. It's, uh, it fills you with so much hope. Thank you so much, Christy, for that, because it gives fills you with so much hope. They That's what they don't want us to have. So that's what we do on the Freedom Force Battalion. We're all about good news. We're, we are told to tell the good news of the kingdom. Yes, Deb. Did you say something? I thought you had something to say. I love it. I think we did pretty well. That wasn't as confusing. It all comes together, right? I, hope that I think this- the biggest part is just retraining our way of thinking what we've been taught all along right and once you can open your mind up to that then it all starts making so much more sense right and having just a few pieces of the puzzle i think i got bogged down and i said this to you the other day i think i got back down in the timing of it and not realizing that we are waiting it's not an actual number uh, timeline but that we're waiting for that seventh week to happen and that's going to be said um in motion by God's timing. Right. And we don't have to worry about looking at a calendar and looking at that kind of thing. We right. can just trust him. Right. He's going to do it at his timing. It's right. going to be perfect. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and, and I, I agree. And so that, that, that is the thing that keeps us in perfect peace is, is trusting the Lord is going to keep this promise. Um, and I just, I feel very strongly though, that we are in that seventh week. I really do with what we're seeing. I hope so, I hope I hope so. too. I, hope I feel so that too. we are. And I, um, I'm, I'm, I believe that he's going to fulfill it in our day. So everybody hang on tight. All right. I'm going to pray before we go. All right. Thank you again, Lord, for helping us to understand this, this information and, and this truth. Thank you that you guide us into all truth. As we were saying before, you know, we can study, we can talk. But you are the one who provides the increase. You are the one who who opens and enlightens our thoughts and our minds. And we thank thank you. you. We thank you so much for this hope and its confidence that you are the one who's going to keep every promise and that we're going to have every promise in your word is for us. And every promise is going to be fulfilled. And and even the promises of that you're going to destroy the evildoers, that's going to be fulfilled too. And they know it. We thank you, Lord. We praise you that you are the king of the world, that you bought all this, Lord Jesus, with your own blood on the cross for us. You bought this for humanity because you love us and that you uh, you will you will actually rule this earth and everyone, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are the Lord. We cannot wait. We cannot wait. We cannot wait. We praise you. We thank you. We, we look forward to that. Use us however you see fit to help to... Uh, to to spread this truth we pray this in your great name king jesus amen amen love you girls thank you thank you thank you so much okay guys study up and we'll see you on the next time Bye. bye bye